Hey, I'm Steve Gabriel, and I'm thrilled that we have this time together. I pray that God would help you to understand how great He is and how great His plan is for your life. Come on, let's enjoy God together. Happy, Happy New, New Year, Year Church! Woohoo! 2021 is <laughs> yes, here! Yes, we finally made Celebrate. it! I'm so relieved. I think year. of all the years, we're more excited about yes, this year are. than any other year. That's exactly right. <laughs> Hey, we want to give a big shout out to all of our campuses, our Leeds campus, our Bradford campus, Belfast, and you at Warsaw, Poland, and of course, our online. everybody at home right now that's with us, we love you. We hope you had a good Christmas, yeah. but <laughs> however you're thinking about this year ahead, hey, our God is our ever-present help in yeah. time of need. He is ready to help us through this next season. So as we open the Word of God together and talk about this plan that God put on our heart today, I know it's going to help you in your situation and circumstances in whatever you're going through because you are loved by yeah. God. Right, let's get started, Charles. All right, so okay. we every year have begun our year as a church with this good practice and actually it's a, become a great habit mm. that we don't want to give up because we believe that you can have bad habits but you can also have really good habits. Yes, yes. And so the good habit we've got into the good practice is that the month of January we begin this seek first emphasis for the entire month. It kind of helps us go to that place where we go, okay, this is what matters most. This is our focus. And, and we want to unpack that with you today as we get ready to go into another month of seeking first. Because what we seek is going to determine what we find. And what we put first is going to determine where we focus. And so we want our finding and our focus in 2021 to be so on point, to be so where we Good need job. it to be. We right. want you full of faith. We want you full of expectation. Yep. Yep. We want to draw a line under disappointments. We want to draw a line over the things that maybe we feel in 2020 we were laden down with. And we want to set our hopes on the one that is the anchor to our soul Good. and seek him first. And so we're excited, church, about what this looks like. You know, last year taught us, didn't it? We can make the best plans, but our plans are restricted by our knowledge. Mm -hmm. We didn't know what was going to happen. And so we've got to remember that Jeremiah 29 tells us right. that God knows Amen. the plans he has for us. He plans, but he's an all-knowing God. So his plans are immune from circumstantial difficulties or changes because he already knows. So surely the best plan for us right. is to know God's plan more. Mm -hmm. And that's why we've got to seek first. And mm -hmm. so I want to take those words. I'm going to take the word seek. Steve's going to take the word first. And we're just going to unpack them for the next few moments with you so that we can get ready to do this study and this devotional right. over the month right. of January. If I was to define from the dictionary the word seek, it would tell you that the word means to go on a quest, to go on a search, to find, to obtain, to discover. And, and the truth is, church, we have to decide what in 2021 we are on a quest for. Right. What is it that you are going to determine yeah. right now at the beginning of this year? I'm going to discover this in yeah. 2021. I'm going to dive deeper in this area in 2021. I'm going to find find this for myself in the year ahead. What are you on a quest, on a mission to seek at the beginning of this year? We've got to determine that now, not later in the year. Yeah. You know, there are a lot of things that we can spend a lot of time seeking. We can seek people's approval. We can seek happiness. We can seek love. We can seek wealth. We can seek relationships. We can spend a lot of time seeking a lot of stuff. 
And often we can either get lost in all of that seeking and we can become unfulfilled even in seeking things that will never satisfy us. That's why it's important that we understand where to seek first mm. because all of those things that we are seeking are found in one place right. all of the things we feel we need relationally all of the happiness and the joy and the peace is found in one place and that's why when we get our seeking right everything else finds its right place you know, our Father God, He is a seeker. You know, He came to seek and save the lost. He came to seek you. He came to seek me. And He didn't give up and He won't give up on any one of us. And therefore, it's His nature to be a seeker. Right. And therefore, if it's His nature, right. it's also our nature to be those that also seek, to seek His goodness, to seek His grace, to seek His mercy, and to seek those that don't know Him yet and help them find the Savior that found us. You know, Proverbs 8 verse 17 says this. It says, those who seek me will find me. Amen. I love that. So God's not going to be someone that right. withholds from you, but he is going to invite you on the journey right. of seeking. Yes. He wants you to go on the journey of yeah. the quest of discovering. Right. And I want to let you know, and this is really exciting news. And it excited me when I thought about it and I wrote this message. And I was thinking, man, there are aspects of God that I have never discovered. There are realms of God that I do not even know yet. There are depths of his goodness that I've not even been able to experience yet. It's like there's an ocean available to us. And in that ocean, there are all kinds of things under the surface. Right. And the deeper you go, the more you discover. Oh, that's, that's the same thing with God. And so at the beginning of this year, I'm saying to myself, Charlotte, there's all kinds of things that you've yet to discover about yeah. your heavenly father. That's a whole load of, of treasure yet to be unearthed yeah. in the Word of God that you've not even glimpsed yet, but you're going to have to go seeking for it. There are realms of His glory and goodness, church, that we have not even discovered yet, but this could be the year that you go on a quest and find some things out about your Father in heaven that you didn't even know up until this point. And that's my excitement for the year ahead, that we would be those that say, I am going to seek. You know, the wise men, they came and they sought the Savior. And it's our mission, if we are wise, to keep seeking our Savior. Right. And that's why it says in, in the Bible, it says, the heart of the discerning acquires knowledge and the ears of the wise seek it out. Proverbs 18, 15. We've got to be those that seek it out. Mm. So I want to remind you just a couple of things, a few things about what it means to seek. You know, I want to uh, take you to a time when we not long ago now when you could be with your friends and family a few years back we had a very fun evening. It was actually a hilarious evening. We were at our best friend's house, Math and Ari, and their kids and our kids. And for whatever reason, we all decided we were going to play hide and seek. Oh, yeah. I mean, we were all over the age that you probably what would you play hide and seek, but we did it. And we did it in the dark in the house. And right. so we just had this whole evening, which was hilarious of hide and seek. Mm. But I was thinking back to that because it reminded me of what it looks like to seek. 
The role of the seeker is very different than the role of the hider. The role of the seeker involves a lot more than the role of the hider. And we need to understand there are some things this year that we will only discover if we take the role of the seeker on. So here's a few things I want to remind you. Number one, seekers aren't stationary. When you're put on duty to seek in the game of hide and seek, you can't just stand there and wait for people to come out of hiding. You have to go and find them. Your job, your mission, your role and responsibility is to make the movement and to go and search. All of the moving is on your end. And I wonder sometimes whether we've forgotten that about our role as seeking God. I wonder whether we're waiting so often for God to do a home delivery, to deliver things to us. But often I believe God says, I do deliver, but I also want you to discover. There are some things that get delivered, but there are many, many other things that only become discovered. And you can only discover them by moving towards them and seeking them out. You know, the truth is, if you want to play hide and seek, especially with the people we play it with, you can't look in the obvious places. You've got to go really to the nth degree to find those people that have hidden themselves really well. I remember playing this game and I remember Ariana, my friend, she had managed to hide herself in the bottom box part (laughs) of a sofa bed. And so she was underneath where all the springs and the mattress went down and she, I mean, took ages to find her because in order to discover where she was hidden I had to move all the cushions and I had to move all the stuff that she'd had somebody put on top when she hid I had to lift up the mattress I had to lift up the springs to find her hidden I think sometimes that's what it's like with God he wants us to have a hunger and a passion to lift some things off You know, when it comes to the Word of God, church, can I tell you, there's all kinds of discoveries to be made. But you're going to have to lift some stuff off. You're going to have to get past what's on the surface level. The the seeker isn't stationary. And this year, in your relationship with God, you need to know there's some movement on your end. There's some digging deeper. There's some blowing the dust off those pages that are stuck together in your Bible. There's some different kind of praying and worshiping and seeking and asking and listening. Because that brings me to the second point. Seekers our listeners. Mm. You know, when you're seeking someone, oftentimes the noise stops you from being able to locate where people are. And if we follow the noise, we're going to seek the wrong thing. And when you're on the mission of hide and seek, you need quiet so that you can maybe pick up the sound of someone that is hiding nearby. I remember on the same evening sitting down because I was tired of seeking. And as I sat down, I I was quiet for a moment. And I realized we'd been searching the entire house for Matthew, our friend. And the entire time when we sat down, he was under the row of chairs that we were actually sitting. But until we were quiet, we couldn't hear his breathing. Seeking requires listening. Mm. You know, and that's why in Proverbs 15 it says, The discerning heart seeks knowledge, but the mouth of the fool feeds on folly. If your mouth is full of folly, you will never hear and discern that wisdom. And so we've got to be those that listen. Remember when David tried to move the ark in 1 Chronicles and the first attempt was a disaster and the first attempt meant somebody lost their life. And in 1 Chronicles 15 verse 12 in the Amplified, it tells us that on the second attempt, 
attempt. They get it right. But the reason why they get it right, it says, because now we have sought God. We sought God and we found out how to do this right. You know, seeking God requires listening to God. And that makes a difference between doing things your way and sometimes doing things God's way. That listening part of what we want us to lean into over this next month is crucial. Yes. Make sure that if you're going to seek God, you make time to listen to God. Yes. Maybe 2021, the thing that you think that you're missing is so close, but you just can't hear it because there's so much noise. Yeah. And finally, seeking needs sustaining. Mm -hmm. There comes a point when you're playing the game of hide and seek, when you're like, oh, I just want to give up. And we can do that with God. We can say, well, I haven't, you know, discovered what I wanted to discover yet. You've got to have that sustaining power to keep going for it and keep seeking. I remember playing hide and seek with my kids when they were much younger. We play the game a lot. I know. <laughs> Noah was really little and he was really good at he hiding. Was very good. And I remember in the middle of finding my kids, I found hope, but a phone call happened and then I got distracted by putting dinner on and I totally forgot I was playing hide and seek. And I'd left Noah for 40 minutes it's still hiding <laughs> because I got distracted. You've got to remember that your seeking is not a one-off thing. Right? It's a regular thing that you must sustain. So and over 2021, we want to get back to that place where we understand I'm a seeker. There are things that God wants me to discover. I need to go on a quest this year. What is it I want to seek? What is it I want to find? What right. is it I want to obtain? Right. And that needs, means I need to move I need to listen and I need to sustain the attitude of a seeker. Excellent. So good, Charles. So now you get to tell us about seeking first. Okay, so I'm talking about the quest of the first, that prioritization where we look at our life, all of the different areas, and we figure out what our priorities are. Mm -hmm. And Matthew 6:33, familiar scripture, but seek first the kingdom mm -hmm. of God and his righteousness and all things. So, so in other words, we have to reprioritize our lives. So I want to talk about this first principle. It's so vitally important that we, that we first seek God. You see, we can fear first, mm -hmm. we can doubt first, we can worry first, we can react first, we can freak out first, especially in the thoughts of the next year ahead, or we can decide some better principles to live on. And there is no better principle than the principle of first. We see it represented all through scripture. We see Jesus focusing first on leaving heaven and coming to earth for this reason. First John 4.19 says this, we love because Jesus first loved us. Okay, let's think about that. So we have to receive his love first. Let's start there. So first we receive his love. You see, Jesus initiated his love. He reached out to you and I. What is he doing? He is establishing a principle of first that he wants us to follow. Follow first. We want to follow this model. And what this means is, maybe you roll out of bed in the morning. I want to ask you, what is your first thought? You know, I want to ask you in the times when it's quiet, where does your mind roll to? Does it roll to panic or fear or paranoia? Or does it roll to a place of prayer? Because we're, we're talking about first, this principle of first is focusing our mind, our heart, our soul on who God is and on who we are. And that means it's not going to be easy. You have to take these thoughts captive, the Bible says, and then put them into action. So our first thing we have to do in our life is this. We have to put Jesus first. What does that look like? 
You know, how do we do that? We're talking about a, a spiritual place that we're placing Jesus first. That means practically that if I looked at your week ahead, your plan ahead, where are you putting Jesus first? You know, are you carving out some space and some time to reflect and to think about God? And, and that's why the principle of first is so important. And, you know, as I say this, I, some of you might think, well, well, I do have Jesus first in my life. Well, I've realized that it's so easy to let our priorities slip. Mm. The busier we are, we can let our priorities slip. And yes, in our heart, we love Jesus but our diary and our calendar and our time often gets filled with so many distractions. Now let me just go a little bit deeper. I've realized that it's sometimes a trap we fall into called casual Christianity, where we're still, we're still a Christian, we still love God, but we're not prioritizing, we're not understanding and responding to that love of Jesus. When is the last time you just sat and thanked God for who He is? You know, and you know if you do that, it's not long before the peace of God fills your heart. And like Charlotte talked about, that principle of seeking, what about we start this principle of first? So our first thought of the day, the first part of the day, at the entrance of the day, not at lunchtime or at the end of the day, but we're, we're actually thinking about God. This is so important. And this is why in Revelations chapter 2, Jesus talked about this to the Ephesian church. Those who loved God, they were Christians, they loved Him, but they were casual in their approach with Him. Think about this, that Jesus, it cost Him everything to have a relationship with you. It cost Him His blood, it cost Him His very, very life. And yet as Christians, we can be casual sometimes about how we approach God. And, and that's why He said this in Revelations 2, uh, verse 2 and 3. Jesus said, I see what you've done, your hard, hard work and your refusal to quit. Okay, credit there, right? People are working hard. They're refusing to quit. Jesus he goes on to say, I know your persistence and your courage in my cause. Okay, credit to that, courage in my cause, that you never wear out, Jesus said. But then Jesus says, but one thing I have against you, you have walked away from your first love. There it is. Jesus is so wanting to connect with you on a daily basis, at the start of your day. And, you know, I don't want anyone to feel condemned. Maybe you're thinking, oh, you know, I've tried this in the past and I've not been able to sustain it. Hey, don't be under condemnation. Just start again. Just try again and have a fresh start. I've realized that the tragedy of our time is not unanswered prayers. It's failure to prioritize Jesus. Mm -hmm. It's like, if we knew the power of prayer, we'd prioritize it more. Yeah. Because Prayer is the arena where our challenges and struggles and circumstances meet the power of Almighty God. So God's not trying to twist your arms and say, hey, please, can you pray first? He knows he wants to be a good father, like Charles talked about. And as you seek him, he wants to give you the desires of your heart, the Bible says. But to do that, you have to practice this principle of first. You know, this is uh, our 25th year of marriage. 26. Woo! Yeah, but not till later on in August. We're still on year 25, okay? Okay, okay I just count the year as the beginning. No, okay. no. August 26 <laughs> is our anniversary. <laughs> no, you ain't got no present, girl. Christmas is coming. <laughs> no, Christmas has been. <laughs> we have to wait till next one. You've got to wait till next year. So here's the point I'm trying to make here with this, is that the prioritization of our relationship meant, especially early on in my, in my marriage, I was so busy with work and thinking about my life, and I didn't get married till I was 30 years old, right? So 
So I was busy with what I thought was important, and I would just forget to just be with my wife and focus on this. Now, what this means is this, I'm just trying to say, the priority of prayer and the principle of first means you just need to be with God. You just need to be still in His presence and just quiet all the distractions and the unanswered text messages and all of the things you're thinking about and just let that, that place grow in your heart. How do we do that? We do that by worshiping first. We do that by praising first. And we even do that by giving first. At the first part of our, of our, of our month, we give our, our finances to God. That's the principle of first. It's right through the Bible. So, so making Jesus first means that we make him first in our finances, yeah. in our family, in our relationships, in our friendships. That reprioritization is so important for all of us. Now, after we do that, I want you to know that Jesus prioritized his relationship with his heavenly father in this way. He prayed by himself. He went away many times. He left the crowd. He left the, the many things in his day. And you would find him praying privately in a place and going to God. Now let's think about this. Where do you pray privately? Where's your place? Where's that place when you can talk to your heavenly father? Have you carved that out? Because this is so important to create this space where you can do that. And like I said, you know, worshiping and praising means sometimes do that in a place where no one can hear you. That's what I do in my house. I have a place where I go that's my place of priority and my place of prayer. It's a little chair. I sit in and I reflect on God. And we've all got different ways we do this. And you've got a different place, mm -hmm. don't you, Shaw? But, but make a conscious decision to do this at the first part of your day. In other words, don't let prayer be your last response. Yeah. Let it be your first reaction to the challenges that you face. And let that become a habit. Start your day with that. And in the challenges that you might face, let it be an automatic response. And if you're not there yet, train your soul to pray so that every day we're putting this into practice. This is the habit forming that we talked about. Now, I'm no brain scientist or psychologist, but this is neuroscience, that as you seek God and you pray, what will happen next is that your levels of Cortisone and fear will lower because you're casting your cares on God and you will find yourself, your breathing slow down, you'll feel better about your day and a new habit will form because of it. So as we approach God in this way and we find our place to pray and we create that space first, we also need to find a way to pray to God. You know, make a plan. It sounds a little strange to think about, but there's all kinds of different ways to pray in the Bible. There's the Lord's Prayer. You know, many of you know that, and you'll hear more about that over the next few weeks. That our Father who art in heaven, and you take one line and pray that, or the tabernacle prayer, or the prayer of Jabez. And if you don't know what those are, you can access and you can dig in and study that more. I have a way to pray. The point is, find what works for you, put it into practice, and get busy praying. And remember this. You are not too busy to pray. You're too busy not to pray. In the year ahead, there are going to be too many things we need to seek God about. So what we want to do is this, is prioritize and make this prayer our first way we relate to God. So in the year ahead, if your relationships get under, get under attack or get challenged, pray. If your business hits some financial struggles, what are you going to do? You're going to pray. If your body gets sick, what are you going to do? You're going to pray. What about this? Before you get sick, pray. When your relationships 
are in a good situation, pray. Now, here at Live Church for years, we have prayer warriors. We have people of every age and at every stage of life that seek Him and pray, and they are seeing God's power manifested in some tremendous ways. Hey, thank you so much for watching. We pray to God that you've been impacted by how great God's Word is, by how great God's plan is for your life. But I do want to say, if you need prayer for anything, then drop us a line, drop us an email. We would love to hear from you so that we can pray for you and just continue on this journey of building life together. Have a great week, month, year ahead.